Hey everyone, today's episode of Product Explained is brought to you by Exponent. Interested in pursuing a career in tech? Exponent can help you with coaching, courses, and community for aspiring young professionals. Check out Exponent today at www.tryexponent.com. Hey everyone, welcome to our show, Product Explained, a show where we like to talk about products, companies, and how we like to wrap our head around them as product managers. So Jeff, is buying your wife gym equipment ever a good Christmas gift? Asking for a friend here. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. So like, I like to buy surprise gifts for my wife, but I think that's the one that you're probably going to want to to keep <laughs> for <laughs> to, to make that decision to buy together. Hey everyone, I'm Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Today's show is uh, Peloton, an exercise equipment company. So Mike, uh, I think uh, probably a lot of people that listen to the show know what Peloton is, maybe from our segue into the show, but uh, why don't you let people know or discuss what the product is? Yeah, definitely. So um, Peloton's most well known for their exercise bike, um, but they also offer a treadmill and a subscription service. So their bike and their treadmill, they both have uh, screens that help guide you through classes uh, so you can take an in-person class that's live with a guided instructor that's live, or you can uh, pick up a look through the history and pick a class that might have been your favorite. Um, there's also some interesting metrics that you can track. So there's a dashboard that you can see your metrics and you can compete against your peers um, and see what courses that you took before and, and how you did and how you're tracking. Uh, so re- really cool piece of technology. Uh, their, their first bike that they developed costs just about $2,245, uh, and it comes with a mandatory subscription. So for the all-access subscription, it's about $39 per month. Uh, you can also subscribe to their digital subscription, which is uh, about 13 bucks a month, and that gives you access to all of their classes. So not just uh, you know on the bicycle or on the treadmill, but they also have uh, a huge library of classes from... Uh, your, you know, longer full body workouts all the way to those shorter specific workouts. If you just want to hit like a core exercise or if you want to hit um, some yoga or some stretching like that. So, um, yeah, really focused on both the hardware as well as just the the subscription of bringing uh, fitness into your home. Yeah, I want to discuss that a bit more. So think of it as like your spin class, uh, but in your house and then mixed with like Netflix, but just for, you know, just for spin uh, spin classes or spin courses, right? So, um, yeah, that twenty two forty five price tag is pretty steep, I'd say, for uh, you know the initial piece of equipment. Um, I, I I can't find myself justifying paying that much uh, for for just one piece of equipment. I can understand if you're like building out your whole whole gym, but there's certainly people that love Peloton for sure. Um, and I I know I actually know one person that purchase a Peloton, but they don't subscribe to the all access. They just kind of use it as a regular piece of equipment. And I'm like, there's so much, so many cheaper, op- so, uh, so many other cheaper options or whatever. So <laughs> totally. You could have just bought any other spin bike off Peloton. I feel like the magic is, you know, plugging into the classes. It's uh, it's interesting. We, we just bought a Peloton bike for our house, but uh, we have yet to, uh, we have yet to use it because we've been so busy. Yeah. So, so Mike and I are um, going to have very different <laughs> opinions of, of the Peloton bike. Uh, my, <laughs> we built a home gym luckily before COVID. Um, and we, I think we, 
just actually put in an air bike, so not as smart as a Peloton bike. Uh, but yeah, I think we spent in total um, probably less than what it, what it costs to just have that one Peloton bike. But yeah, I mean, I think that the, the beauty of it is to have that curated uh, content around um, Peloton and, and the classes and having it feel like you're, you're you know, in an actual class without having to physically go to one, especially during COVID. Totally. And especially if you want to get outside, I know like, a big thing for, for us was just getting out of our uh, routines. Like it's, it's super easy for us to do like the same workout, you know, time, time after time, after time, after time. And so like with the Peloton, you don't really need to think about it and it's going to be something different. And there's also like a music component where you get in some, getting some new music that's, uh, that's getting streamed through. I know that there was a really interesting, um, I think it was, they worked with Coldplay where they had Coldplay exclusive uh, Peloton rides. And huh. that's how they're able to, to market or I guess Coldplay. I, and I can correct this later in the show notes. Um, I think it was Coldplay um, to help market the product out uh, or not their product rather, but the, the music out. So that that album was actually brought to like, to people through Peloton. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I think we're starting to see, or I've started to notice a lot more products doing marketing around exclusive content um, that that you can only get in one place. Like, and it's not just Peloton doing this. Like, you, you can think of Calm, you know, having LeBron James come and read you a bedtime story, for example. Uh, or you can even think about, um, I think there was like a Travis Scott uh, one, well, there's a Travis Scott McDonald's meal right now, if you guys are listening in October of 2020. Uh, but there's also like a Travis Scott concert that happened in like Fortnite, which is like mind blowing, like these live, and there was a marshmallow concert too, I think. So like these, I, this the idea of like, now. <laughs> yeah, this idea of having this exclusive content integrated into products and breaking these fourth walls is like pretty interesting, I think. Um, so like, because you've had it, how long have you had your Peloton mic? About two weeks or so it took it took a while with uh you know it, like jeff said it's october 2020 it took us about seven eight weeks for us to get the peloton bike and we had two missed deliveries just uh tons of demand i think that's what that's what that shows so they're definitely selling like hotcakes but yeah, yeah we've, we've had it for two weeks and we've so far gone on zero rides so, <laughs> so i, I so was a nice centerpiece back. right yeah yeah most definitely i was because i was going to ask you what you felt like um you know, the, the best parts of the bike were so far, I'm, I'm sure the, the build quality is really good, but I'm more curious about, um, I don't mind dropping, you know, a one-time fee of, you know, two grand if, if like what I'm getting is really, really nice. But this idea of this continuous content is always interesting to me because like you may or may not know if that content's good until you get the bike and try it. So like you could be spending two grand and the classes could be crappy or if they're great, then maybe they're worth it. But yeah, I'm just kind of curious. And spin classes in general, as I as I understand, aren't that cheap. So it might work out to be pretty similar. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm curious. I was curious to know if like you felt like it was worth it to do get a Peloton bike versus like subscribe to like um, like a spin class or something different. So yeah. So with like the uh, spin class, so we. You know, my my fiance and I, we've always gone to spin studios. It's something that we love to do together. And I think the one that we went to in Boston was my favorite, but it was expensive. It was a couple hundred bucks, 200, 220 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. uh, the one in Seattle was, I think, about the same, like 180 for like a, like a stripped down, like a couple classes per week. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's great because like you don't have to think about it and it's new music and it's high, high energy. Um, but I, I, that's where I think the, the value of the Peloton starts coming in because you don't, <laughs> instead of two people paying, you know, 400, 500 bucks per month, 
you have that big upfront fee and then it's much smaller, you know, easier to <laughs> swallow monthly subscription. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like a premium product. And I think now that you put it into perspective of how much it costs to get just a one person membership to a spin class, it makes a lot of sense why people would be getting Peloton bikes. And I guess now I'm curious that like you guys probably got one bike. Um, does it feel weird not cycling with each other? Because that's something that you guys probably did before, like next to each other in a class. Or does it not really change like how your workouts have gone? Yeah, so it, it's interesting. So we um, we. So when COVID happened in around, I think March or April, Peloton actually had like, they gave 90 days to their digital subscription for free. So mm, you could sign okay. up with no credit card, nothing or, yeah. or, or anything. So we actually, um, I, we signed up for that to, to try out their, their non-bike classes. So we didn't have a bike in our apartment and we were just going through, uh, doing like the, all the core workouts and all of that. And so we would actually do them separately. So like Adrian would work out and then I would work out. So we kind of got used to that, like cadence of, of that, um, yeah. So that was like where I think we got over that hump. Um, I see. Of like of not working out together. But um, the second thing is, is it was kind of like a, it was an amazing trial period where we got the 90 days with the same Peloton instructors that are going to be on the on the bicycle. Uh, but they were going through the the workouts with us. So mm -hmm. we kind of got to trial to see if we liked the music. We liked all the uh, all the trainers. So yeah, yeah, it was obviously uh, a pro. We just need to get on the get on the bike. <laughs> And tell me, do you know if um, for the Peloton classes, uh, is that content only from Peloton or do people put up their own classes? Like, is there a marketplace or is it only exclusively curated content from like Peloton official creators or whatever? Yeah, it's the latter. So they have an exclusive studio in New York City and they might have mm -hmm. another studio as well. So it's the same trainers. So it's interesting because if you talk to someone that has a Peloton, they'll start talking about the classes that they, they go with. It's like, Hey, mm -hmm. like, do you know, like X, Y trainer? Oh, it's like, Oh my gosh, like I love their, you know, whatever bicep burner class. I don't even know if that's a thing, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's kind of interesting where like you take this, they essentially make these pseudo celebrities and they're they have yeah. crazy Instagram follow followings huh. for all these uh, Peloton, but yeah, it, it is Peloton specific workouts. There's, there's no marketplace, but that's, that's an interesting, uh, interesting play. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because I, you know, I know that you mentioned that you can just buy the classes and I think there are other um, digital bike service companies, I guess, that you can put a, a tablet on top and still use or buy Peloton classes while not riding on a Peloton bike. So I was just kind of curious about how, um, why they cast their net in terms of having interchangeability between their features, um, you know, not using the bike, but using Peloton and then, you know, eventually even buying a class from someone that's not from a peloton you know graded like they'd probably take a cut but you know not a peloton official class totally yeah yeah so um yeah so i think next i'd love to chat about how peloton came to be i think peloton is a pretty recent uh in 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 a company perspective a pretty recent company um it was originally founded in 2012 um by a couple folks so graham stanton uh hisao kushi John Foley, Tom Cortez, Cortez, uh, and Yoni Feng. Um, and I think, you know, what Peloton is probably most famous for right now, um, or I guess of recent date, is uh, this very controversial ad called the Gift That Gives Back ad. Um, do you remember this ad, Mike? <laughs> it definitely it definitely gave back. Yeah. yeah I, I remember it very um very vividly when my fiance came and said, Hey, look at this. Don't ever 
do this yeah. to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to explain what that ad was about. Um, but I think it's really funny. Some people say there's no such thing as bad PR, but they definitely got a ton of PR from this from this ad. So the gift that gives back ad was a commercial where um, a wife uh, receives a Peloton bike, I think for, for Christmas from her husband. And in the video, she you know starts doing this video diary um, where she kind of shows um, her continued use of the Peloton and her journey about using the Peloton. At the end, she's really thankful and tells the husband how much that the gift uh, changed her and how thankful she was. And so on the surface, you might think it's not that bad, but the general reception of the video was really poor. And that's because of a couple of things. It's kind of a perfect storm. So one, um, people were saying in, in the real world how awkward it would be to buy your wife uh, you know, exercise equipment without her consent or knowledge. Uh, it's like saying like, hey, you know, your body isn't satisfactory for me and, you know, I want you to change your physical image. So really awkward if you think about it that way, like, you know, n never get your wife X. This is kind of one of those things. Um, yeah. This is like the 2020s version of, you know, the 1950s buying a, a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh, their place is doing this or, or whatever. It, so it's like it was kind of in some poor taste um, when they think about it that way. And the other thing that didn't help was that actress, um, her name, I believe, was uh, Monica Ruiz. Uh, she has like kind of these, at least in the video, had these like worried eyes. So the way that her eyebrows kind of um, were uh, were in the video, it gave off this like kind of like worried vibe. And people were saying that it was like in the video, almost as if she was acting like she had like Stockholm syndrome or was calling out for help uh, in, in her videos, <laughs> which, you know, it's very forced. Yeah, it wasn't it didn't feel natural. I mean, and also just like, I don't know how many people are just like, like vlog like that unless you are like a YouTuber. Right. So it didn't feel very like genuine of just like, because like in, in the ad that Jeff just described is uh, this woman is like, it cuts between her like vlogging portrait style on her phone and then showing her vlogging on her on her yeah. phone and it's just it's very awkward and she's talking about like you know each each day yeah yeah cuts between her vlogging on her phone and then i guess like real shots of the like her like going to like going to the classes and doing all these things and getting up uh doing sunset rides and stuff like that so peloton defended the ad um as a quote celebration of, of a fitness and wellness journey um but i think kind of the damage was done um but i think what was really great as a follow-up was uh ryan reynolds the actor actually hired the actress uh, monica ruiz to play the main lead in another commercial titled the gift that doesn't give back <laughs> um and it was a commercial for his uh gin company called aviation american gin um and in that video it, uh it kind of shows that you know, um, well-known worried face that she's got and it zooms out and she's sipping on a glass of gin. Um, and, uh, she's got two friends with her on the side and they're kind of mouthing to each other. What do we say? Uh, and you can tell that she's kind of got this worried face. And then the actress, uh, Monica Ruiz's actress or her role, uh, she says something like, this is really smooth gin. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we can get you another one. And, um, <laughs> and they, it's brilliant it's so great and they're kind of so basically the video implies that she's broken up with um her husband because i think it says something along the lines of like to new beginnings they say something along the lines of that and then uh she like chugs her gin and they pass her another one and then at the end of it when it's cutting out to uh the uh american or sorry aviation american gin company logo they say something along the lines of you look great by the way <laughs> so there's a lot of <laughs> nods to um the peloton ad and i think the real winner in this case was uh ryan reynolds and it was really on brand with him in terms of his his form of comedy 
most definitely that's like the deadpool version yeah of like <laughs> him in real life destroying an, an yeah. ad totally. so I, I just think it was really funny and i think people um of recent uh like remember that from a pretty funny cultural aspect of like man that probably wasn't the best ad to put out there um the, we we could probably even do a whole series on really bad ads. I'm thinking about the like the Gillette Man commercial. If you remember that one a few years back, I'll have to find that one as well. There's like some really, really poorly done ads that didn't deliver the way that they thought that they, that they would. Um, and it's amazing how they get through approvals. You just gotta like wonder. But yeah, I, I 100% agree that we could definitely dive into <laughs> ads that have yeah. flopped. So we'll do that over the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, so. of course, totally. Um, so yeah, before launching its, uh, its bicycle and fitness program, Peloton raised, um, 3.9 million in 2012 for initial product development. Uh, and then fast forward six years later, they raised 550 million in series F round of funding, which is pretty late, uh, which valued the company at 4 billion. Um, at IPO, they were valued at $8 billion, uh, and they're funded by, uh, Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan Chase. And uh, when they actually IPO'd on September 26th of 2019, uh, they raised an additional $1.16 billion. So they're a multi-billion dollar company at this point. Um, obviously a pretty high price point for uh, for the product and the service, but it seems to be uh, pretty successful and um, have it has gotten over the hump of uh, putting out that, that bad commercial. I don't think that, um, I think the product probably speaks for itself. And again, you know, bad PR is still good, is still PR. There's no such thing as bad PR, right? Um, and the last thing to note is since the COVID-19 pandemic started, they're one of the few companies that actually benefited from, uh, from the pandemic. And so, uh, an estimate from May, 2020 was that the stock price rose 36%, uh, online searches for Peloton increased about three times since the end of February and quarterly sales jumped 61% to about 420 blaze it million dollars. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, it's one of those things where people felt really cooped up. So they wanted to start building their home gyms. Like I built a home gym. I built it right yep. before COVID, but I added to it. You were um, ahead of the times, man. Yeah. I, I knew all those something, in, in my, something in my gut was telling me. And then instead of preppers, you were gathering weights, you know, instead exactly. of like Kansas soups, it was like dumbbells. Uh, it's funny side note. So, um, there are these sets of Bowflex dumbbells, these adjustable dumbbells. And even before COVID, they were kind of hard to find. Uh, but then after COVID, people were like selling them at a premium, like they were jacking up the price because everybody wanted them. And I think that's the case for a lot of workout equipment now, which is hilarious. I mean, what, what a weird commodity to, to, to trade and sell. But uh, yeah, currently... Uh, workout equipment is actually really hard to find um, for a lot of companies. But yeah, it seems like, you know, even in Mike's case, like it made a, more and more sense to start uh, buying this workout equipment for your home gym so that you don't have to worry about is your gym going to stay open or not during COVID? What are the state mandates? Am I worried about how the gym is kept clean? Uh, and then people are starting to find themselves building um, home gym setups more and more. And Peloton certainly benefited from that. Yeah, definitely. And I think we you know just with the the stock growth in 2020 and you know with the lockdown measures across the US and and globally uh it really just expanded who the you know who Peloton was for you know yeah. Peloton at the at its core it's for busy health conscious people you know it, it's people that you know don't necessarily want to spend the time to go to a gym um and you know, have that commute of like 15, 20 minutes to get to get there and versus they can just roll out of bed and hop on the Peloton and ride. Um, so it's going to be super interesting if they can sustain this this type of growth. 
Um, and if people will continue to value that growth just because that entire conscious, uh, sorry, that entire segment of, you know, busy folks that have to roll out of bed, everyone's doing that in, in a COVID world. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it's super interesting as well with uh, who, who they're going for, because um, as I you know mentioned earlier in the show, like with folks that really love that variety and they want that direction of co- coaching and, and classes um, and to be able to get that from your home. So uh, there's an interesting market there, I think, or d- dynamic there rather, where imagine people that might be shy, maybe people that are first starting out working out they're uh, they might not want to go to a gym because it might be embarrassing for them because they, you know, their perception of themselves, they might not be able to do all the things that um, they can. So I think the Peloton is an interesting way to get that same in, in-person coaching uh, in the comfort of your home. So you don't need to worry about, um, you know, people like staring at you or wondering how your, how your form is. Um, but yeah, like Jeff mentioned, you know, this, this has just been growing like, like gangbusters. So to give you an idea of like how fast and how much they've grown uh, in 2019, at the end of their fiscal year, they had uh, 1.4 million subscribers and $915 million um, in revenue. So they were already going strong. That's a sizable subscription base and sizable revenue base. Um, their fiscal year ended, uh, I believe, in June or July of 2020. Uh, they had they doubled it. <laughs> they had a hundred percent increase in growth year over year. Um, so they went all the way up to one point eight billion dollars in revenue, um, and their subscription revenue also um, rose by uh, by double to one hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, that's insane. So I mean, clearly the and I think that's the biggest difference between like a Peloton and any other piece of like I guess quote dumb exercise equipment. Is that you know the value there is the classes that are added in the subscription, and people seem to really see the value in in the subscription model and um, what they're getting out of it. So kudos to them for finding that and putting out quality content. I mean, if the you know there's a lot of things that can go wrong, like if your if your content isn't good or um, and now like you know something like uh, subscription classes isn't that hard to replicate. I mean, once we talked about in the, we talked about in the Netflix episode, but once kind of um, video on demand has become popularized. A lot more companies know how to do it. Um, so the hard part now is just putting out solid content and having that content on your platform only. And so Peloton was smart to kind of corner this part of um, this type of content and have it be only uh, exclusive to their platform. Um, yeah, so like we talked about, oh, sorry, like, like, like we talked about in the, the Netflix episode, I wonder if there's going to be a competitor that comes in with a YouTube slash content creator um, uh, model where yeah. they just, ha- they anyone can record themselves, make a workout video. And then maybe there's these mega influencers. I guess Instagram's kind of already like that. Yeah. You have folks going on, but I wonder if there's a, some sort of hardware component that you could loop in. Yeah. I think, you know, they probably, Peloton probably started with a core offering of let's have curated content on there. So it's not the wild west. Um, And then afterwards, let's maybe consider doing a marketplace or having vetted, uh, content creators so that the quality is still really top notch. Otherwise, you know, I could get on there and just put my bicycle on blocks and like <laughs> record a video of me in my garage and try to sell it. Right. So in the, in the vlog style. You, my want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peloton's brand is certainly uh, premium, right? So they, that's something that they hang their hat on. It's not exactly the same business model as, um, you know, some of the other uh, video on demand or classes. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned competitors, so let's talk about that a bit more. So like, you know, alternatives to Peloton, obviously if you have a regular road bike, that's one alternative, um, any sort of cardio equipment in your own house, that's another alternative. Um, 
you know, you, you mentioned it already, Spin Studios, you know, you were a, a subscriber or a member of a couple of Spin Studios and here in the SF Bay area, Spin Studios are really, really popular. In fact, one of them uh, was Flywheel near, yeah. uh, there's a Flywheel near the office of my, the old company I used to work for. And Peloton actually sued Flywheel uh, because I think Flywheel had um, copied some of their de designs. I think the designs for their virtual classes, so because they were forced to shut down their virtual classes, but there was some clause in there where people could return their Flywheel uh, and trade it in for a used Peloton. So they might've even copied their bikes. I'm not, not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, that actually happened pretty recently. That happened uh, in, I think, March or February of 2020. So like right around COVID time. Uh, so big hit to flywheel for sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting with um, just going back to like uh, like from strategic perspective, some of the things that um, Peloton did. I think the music is a, is a big thing where it, it, mm -hmm. in this in a corner of the screen you'll see the and this is, I think a differentiator from the competition is like you'll see the actual song that's being played because I remember like in the spin studio studios that we would go to. I'm like, oh my god, like this this song's awesome. Like I could yeah, but I could never like remember it. And then yeah, I couldn't like it was never a published uh, playlist. Um, yeah, but it's funny because like Peloton actually got they, they uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, and I, I know they sorted this out, but they weren't paying royalties on that music, so it was just a <laughs> huge like liability that they had to had to sort through. Yeah, so, um, but it, yeah, huge um, huge competitive advantage, but also a huge misstep by by the team to not look into if that was going to be litigated. <laughs> They probably figured they'd worry about it when they're big enough. And if when they're big enough, they can afford to partner. So like, look, at you said Coldplay. So yeah. my guess is Coldplay is they did an exclusive with them and they probably cut them a deal where Coldplay gets some percentage of revenue or, you know, royalties or whatever from that. So, um, yeah, uh, I think like at this point, you know, we've kind of talked about what Peloton is, um, who it's for, a little bit of a, a little bit about the history uh, and, you know, some alternatives to, to Peloton. Uh, maybe we we can get into our own thoughts. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, we love to do our five star reviews, and I would say that for me, just looking at the looking at Peloton holistically from the classes all the way to the bike, uh, I'm gonna give it a pretty high rating of you know four point four, um, four point five. Let's yeah, I'll, I'll bump it up to four point five. I'll, I'll draw a bold move. I know we don't do the the five stars hard <laughs> on this show. Um, but, but for me, it's the, it's, it's seamless. So I know I've, I've tried out like a, a friend's Peloton before we bought ours and just like hopping on the bike and just everything works. I really appreciate that as well as just the, the classes and the instructors where it's fresh content all the time that we're willing to pay for. I know we've had various gym memberships that were you know in the hundreds of dollars, like, you know, 150 to $300 mm -hmm. a month. So $39 is much more palatable. It is that one upfront fee, but I think that we see the value in, in having that for a while. I'm, I'm curious to see like in terms of how Peloton's able to make that, keep that bike fresh because, you know, you can't really push a software update to a bike and fix some things and some bugs out. So yeah. you're going to have to be really methodical for when they, they put out their, their new bikes. I know I'm curious to, I haven't tried out their, their treadmill. That's one of the other physical pieces of hardware that they make. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I would love to, to see what that looks like. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, I think for me, it's, it gets that high rating cause it's such a great customer experience. I think they definitely lucked out as well with the, the timing for better, for worse with, you know, everyone being shut into the, to their homes and, and wanting to 
you know, really test out that convenience of rolling out of bed and, and hopping on your bike or even even yeah. for their digital classes, you know, like I think it was kind of brilliant what they did with that extended 90 day um, trial period where, hey, you can try this out for 90 days um, for free and you start using these digital classes because that's just um, that's easy. <laughs> that's just massive margins for that digital subscription. Right. You know, I'm it's sure just it's free like, money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Every, every customer after your, you know, whatever, like a thousandth customer is just free money that you're printing. Exactly. So yeah, in summary, great customer experience, 4.5 stars on my end. How about you, Jeff? Yeah. So for me, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because I haven't used or tried uh, Peloton and I've actually never been to a spin class. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I am in the market or ha- was in the market for fitness equipment, although I'm a little bit more old school and I built my gym with, um, you know, a power rack and um, some dumbbells. And, you know, we just bought an air bike for a, car- a cardio machine, uh, like an old school air bike. Um, so we don't really get the same kind of idea. But in my mind, I have a TV in my gym and, you know, that's my <laughs> Peloton in some ways. It's kind of like a, you know, um, a, a component based Peloton or a um What's the word I'm looking for? Like an a la carte Peloton. Uh, so, but I can certainly see that um, based on how spin classes are currently priced, that this makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're going to go ahead, if you're going to be paying a few hundred bucks a month and, you know, you um, are a couple that do that uh, and, you know, you basically make up the price of the Peloton pretty quickly, um, you know, versus going to your local spin classes. I'm curious that I'm curious to know if like spin class revenue as a whole has gone down because of Peloton or if it's really, you know, cracked into the market at all. Um, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I I, that's something I'd be kind of interested in. So I I certainly see that there's a product market fit. Um, To me, it's a a boutique item that people if they have the money, I mean, spin classes in general, I already feel like are kind of like a boutique um, luxury for people that are into fitness. Um, So I, I think for that market of people that are willing to spend on the premium classes, the premium content and the premium equipment, like it seems to make a lot of sense. Um, I think their strategy is really smart, you know, have uh, these people that are curating like really high quality content and then following, like you're saying, like following these people, following their lifestyles, um, being really interested in uh, like this class community, even though you're not in a physical place together. I think that's like a really smart strategy. Um, and it seems like you mentioned that you really enjoyed uh, using the Peloton even through your just 90 day trial. So um, again, it's really hard for me to rate because I haven't personally used it. But from everything I see, I mean, the proof is kind of in the pudding in terms of the revenue and uh, how people are kind of moving towards using Peloton. I'll probably give it a four. Um, you know, I would rate it a little bit higher uh, if it was if I was actually that persona. Um, but I'm a little <laughs> bit different of a persona where I'd uh, I'll spend um, a little bit less on on that type of product. But yeah, I can certainly see the value in it. I'll, I'll rate it a four for me. So those are our thoughts and we'd love to hear from you. So tell us more about what you think about Peloton. And uh, yeah, and if you like the show, subscribe uh, to Product Explained on your favorite media platforms, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, um, or anywhere else you get podcasts. As always, let us know uh, what products or companies you'd like us to review next. And lastly, thanks to our sponsors over at Exponent. Um, as I mentioned before, you can join Exponent today at tryexponent.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next episode. <laughs>